So if you want to pull out your hair, when you hear the word budget, this episode is so perfect for you. Cause we're talking how to easily budget today with Wendy. I'm so glad that you're here, Wendy. Yay. I'm so glad to be here. Yes. So it is time to wake up and be wealthy. And in order to do that, we've got to be able to budget. So why, like for those that don't know you, why are you passionate about budgeting, especially helping women budget? It's funny. I get that question a lot. And what it, what happened was it was more like a, a reverse engineering. So I would see a lot of people make videos and write books on investing and paying off debt and saving for things. But I realized that if you didn't know how to budget, if you couldn't get that right, or at least 90% right, then how were you going to do all the other things? How were you going to have money to invest? Where was this money coming from? If you didn't know where your money was going and, and how much was coming in, like that didn't make any sense to me. So I figured if nothing else, if I wrote about nothing else, then budgeting would be the topic to get you started. And then you can go off and do whatever you want. But why women? It's because as women, we are making the majority of the shopping decisions or buying decisions. We're doing the majority of the shopping. Heck, we're the ones taking the family car into the shop to get service. You know, all of these things point to the fact that women need to know how to budget whether they're single, a single parent, or in a relationship, the budgeting skill still needs to happen. I could hug you right now because I <laughs> feel the same exact way. Like I, it frustrates me when I see these people talking about these things. And I'm like, but you need to know how to budget. You need a business in order to invest. Like we need extra cash, right? It's right. all about that cash flow. And so I love what you're up to because it's so needed. And I feel like women are really afraid to pull a seat up at the wealthy table. I know I was, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I think the more we can normalize it, the better. So for those that are afraid to pull up a seat at the budgeting table, Mm -hmm. give us some advice. Like what are your like go-to hacks, tips, tricks, what really works well for you? Well, this one isn't really a hack but it's just a necessary part of the budgeting process, which is tracking your expenses and your income. You just, you just have to know what's coming in and what's going out because if you don't, you can't make a good decision about what should stay in the budget, where you need to better balance the budget, whether or not you actually need to cut out Hulu. Do you? I don't know. I don't know what the rest of your expenses look like. Maybe you can afford that fancy coffee every day, but you just, we're leaking money like water through your fingers. Who knows? But you, you have to track. And whether you track that in an app or pen and paper or the notes app on your phone, you absolutely have to know what's coming in and what's going out. Well, and I think it's people are afraid to start looking at it. Mm-hmm. They know what they're about to see. Like, I, right. I like the joke that uh, if you were to check my bank sta- statement, it looks like a food diary. <laughs> it's so easy to swipe the card at Starbucks or something on DoorDash nowadays. Right. Like, and it started, it's not, it's not even just that. Like if I've got cash in my pocket, I feel like I have to spend it. Yeah. So it's not until I see a certain balance in my bank account that I'm like, Oh, I should, 
probably cut back on that. Like, and this is why a lot of people start using cash envelopes or digital cash envelopes so that they can say, all right, here's the amount of money that's going to eating out. Here's the amount of money for stuff I forgot to budget for, because that's a very important category. And again, it's, it's taking control, but I understand the fear of not wanting to see where your money's going because we have this idea that a budget's going to tell you what you can't do, mm. what, where you can't spend your money because everybody keeps, all these financial gurus keep saying, you got to cut out the avocado toast. You got to cut out your brunch. That's keeping you from buying a house. You can't go to Starbucks. You can't go to the local coffee shop. You can't, 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 can't. But I'm interested in what you can do. And you're not going to know that until you actually put it all down on paper or in your favorite spreadsheet software. Right. Right. That's really refreshing to hear. That feels way more empowering than we're going to look at your budget and tell you all the things you can't do. Because I think as adults, we don't want to do that. Right. So we're being rebels by not looking at the budget. But you're saying, let's look at the budget so we can really figure out how you can live the life that you want to live. Exactly. And that's why on the back of my book, the first line says, keep your lattes. Cause I'm not about to take your lattes from you. I, I drink my lattes. I drink my um, fancy teas and whatever, like, but the thing is, is that I know how much money I have and how much money I can afford to spend on those things. And I do what's called value-based budgeting. So I don't, a lot of people will set out to create a budget and they'll use arbitrary percentages that someone said that they should spend. They should spend no more than 50% on wants, I mean, or on needs, and then no more than 30% on wants, and then 20% on everything else. That may not work for you. It works for some people, but that may not work for you. So what I advocate is value-based budgeting, where you're actually putting together the money in a category based on how you value it in your life. If you value eating out for a particular reason, maybe you should keep money for that. If you value buying physical books or eBooks or audiobooks, whichever, keep money in the budget for that. But never forgetting that you still need money to accomplish your other goals. I love that so much. It's so good. Well, and I think it's we, I feel like we can be a match made in heaven because I talk about the budgeting is so important. And then we've got to increase your revenue because yes, in or like we can only budget so much, right? Like once you do get in the habit of that fantastic, uh, but then we've really got to step up and, and build your business. So that way we have more cash to be able to budget. Right. Which exactly. that's when it gets fun. Like, yes. Cause a lot of people went, what they'll find out is they'll go to do the budget And they'll realize it doesn't balance, not because they haven't cut enough, but because they don't make enough. And whether that's going to get a raise at your job or starting a business or both, (laughs) I'm a big advocate for both. um, Those things will help propel you towards your goals faster. Because like you said, you can only cut so much. Like I went without Hulu for like a month and a half. And then I was like, all right, we need to turn this back on. Like we just need to find a place for it in the budget. Yes. Well, and you know, I think the, the smaller items we can get really creative. It's, you know, the bigger ones can go or we can Mm -hmm. reduce them. Like there's always there. It's, it's amazing. The more time I spend with my money, I get really creative. Like, how can I make this happen? Like what, what can I do? I really do like, to your point, I value this. So how can I create some, 
some win-win here to be able to keep it in my budget. Exactly. And that goes back to a favorite discussion my husband and I have, which is, do you do it yourself or do you pay someone to do it for you? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good point. Yes. Because he is all about the DIY. Okay. I am not. <laughs> I am all about paying a professional to do what professionals do. Um, because generally speaking, it's going to take me longer, cost me more materials. I'm not an expert at doing it. So if I have the means, I'm going to hire people to do it. I can change the, the oil on my car. I learned how to do that in high school. Do I do it? No, <laughs> because there are other things like my business I could be doing with that time while somebody else is working on my car. Oh, I love that. I, love I, that. I think women I think are women all are- about really finding ways to add more like services. Like I know mm-hmm. I get excited when I can have somebody else do my laundry. I'm like, yes, oh, I've made it in the world. <laughs> yes. When I, when I realized we could afford to have someone come in and clean this house. Oh my gosh. I was so excited. And then I was afraid to tell my mother because I didn't want her to judge me saying, why can't you clean your own house? Well, I have back problems and this is a 2,500 square foot home. It, it would take me way longer than hiring two people to come in once a month to do the same thing. Right. Well, and it blows my mind. There's people that love to clean. They're out there. Yes. They, like they are so giddy to come to your house and they're going to get it done in half the amount of time and be so excited about it rather mm-hmm. than you and I like loathing it. So exactly. And, and I, I wish at this point I could hire out the laundry, but that's my husband's job. (laughs) So it's not on you. That's good. That's good. Right. Um, Right. But women are so afraid of, of not being relatable. They feel like they have to, um, do run the house and run the business and take care of all these things that are pulling them away from the things that, that would make them the most money or the things that would make them the most productive. Um, as, as though we are keep perpetuating this myth of superwoman with superwoman's tired. Okay. <laughs> superwoman yeah. needs a spa day and it needs to actually be able to concentrate on her business and not worry about, um, you know, mowing the lawn or, or what someone's going to think if she hires someone to help homeschool her children or, or clean the house. I love when you said superwoman is tired because Mm -hmm. it's so true. And it's like, let's make, let's make us happy for once. Like, can we normalize that? Can we get that trending? Like it's because like when you start to pour into your cup, like truly, it really does make a difference. Like you come back to your business, more energized, you're excited to look at the budget. Like it all connects. And the the more someone I know often says that, um, tired eyes can't see clearly. That's yes. so juicy. Tired oh eyes God. can't see clearly. Okay. Like if you're listening to this and you are driving, you may need to like pull over and write that down. That is so good. And you're so, you're so right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've got, to, we've got to take some rest. You have to take rest. You have to be refreshed. You have to be able to look at things with fresh eyes, with a new perspective in, in, to, in order to even be able to give it your best because you can't give your best to 50 things at one time, one thing at a time, then you can move on to the other things, but, you know, build up that business so that you can hire out so that you don't, you know, you don't have to 
ask your family, can they take time out to do this thing that you need to do? You know, maybe they want to help. Maybe you don't have somebody to help. But when you build up those uh, streams of income, you have now created opportunity and time freedom. Mm -hmm. It's so good. So I love hearing people's stories. So what is your story? Tell us more about you, how you got to this point, where you're heading, all about, all about you, all about Wendy. Wendy has had a lot of interests over the years. I, um, I went to college at the United States Naval Academy and I spent three years after that as a Naval officer. Um, I didn't know a thing about money. I was never really taught except for a week long class in high school about living on your own (laughs) to which I quickly forgot everything. Right. Uh, Right. So I had to learn on my own how to budget, how to manage money. I eventually got a second bachelor's in business administration and and that helped a little bit, but that was a long time ago. I'm not going to tell you how long, but it was a long time ago. Right. Um, So I kept reading the books. I kept watching people like Susie Orman and Mary Hunt. You know, I was like, okay, what about debt-free living? What about uh, spending accounts and sinking funds and emergency funds. Oh my, there's so much. Um, but what I couldn't find was someone who really spoke to me. Now there's a lot of people in the personal finance space. And at the time I was single, I didn't have any kids. So I had, I had no one to care for, but myself and all the advice was just for single moms, or it was just for, um, married women or even divorced women. And I was like, I really cannot relate to that. So I I spent a lot of time cobbling solutions together. And last year, I I had set out on this journey to write a book. Actually, I was going to write a series of books. Um, And I was doing keyword research among many of my interests, because my interests include health and wellness and exercise and tech and all this stuff. And I was trying to figure out what would make a good book. And I stumbled upon the term budgeting for women. And I was like, that's a great idea. And then that sat there on my computer, the outline, the outline, the cover art, everything just sat on my computer for almost a year. And then this past February, I was reading an ebook that talked about making money from publishing ebooks. And I was like, well, I've got one sitting on my computer. All I have to do is just complete the outline. And I put the book on pre-order and didn't tell anybody. This is the budgeting for women book. Didn't tell anybody. And my business coach was like, why? Why aren't you telling people? (laughs) How do you expect to sell books if you don't tell people? But I was under this impression that I was bothering people. Mm -hmm. Like every other business that I had started, I didn't want to talk about it because I felt like I was talking about me rather than helping and serving people. And what I had to realize was, this was another way to serve people. The information contained in this book was a way to serve women and help them with the thing they need help with. So it would be selfish of me to keep it to myself. So I started to tell more people about the book. I wrote it in a day. I I started it, then scrapped everything and then came back another day and then wrote the whole thing. Sitting in Starbucks, by the way. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Living the dream, writing in Starbucks. And I was, I remember 
that weekend after I submitted that final draft into Amazon. And I was like, I was, I was panicking. I was like, oh my gosh, what if I forgot something? What if somebody leaves a review and says, this is the worst book ever? What, you know, what if it doesn't teach people the thing I want to teach? And my husband was like, you can always update it. (laughs) I was like, oh yeah. I'm blown, right? You're like, what? Right. It's a digital file. I can upload it and update it. So I, so I, I, the book released the next Tuesday and I've, I've just been so excited that, you know, with the feedback that people have been giving me about the topic, uh, about my writing, because as a writer, you know, you get very in your feelings and you think everything you write is trash. But again, it was me picking something I was interested in that had been a struggle for me and saying, well, if it's a struggle for me, it's probably a struggle for other people. So I'm just going to write this book. So hopefully it helps other people. I love that so much. It's, well, I know it's very needed and appreciated. And I I love that you talk about the value pricing. Any other sneak peeks you want to share that are revealed in the book? Well, some teas. (laughs) There is a part in the book that does help you if you're in a relationship or if you're married and your partner does not want a budget. Oh, yes. So I'm not going to spoil it for you. You got to check out the book. Oh, Um, that's a juicy hook. Yes. But that is a very, very common question. Um, It's something I've dealt with, uh, with my husband as well. Um, Not because he doesn't like to budget, but he felt it was his job to do everything. And he, and when he didn't do it, he felt bad. And he was not the money nerd. So I'm like, Hey, <laughs> hand it off to the money nerd. And, you know, things will be so much easier for you. You just, you know, read the book. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So they can find it on Amazon. Absolutely. And it, literally, if you type in budgeting for women, last time I checked, that's how it comes up. Cause that is the title. Yay. So simple. I'll make sure it's uh, linked in our show notes too, to make it easy for people. Where else can people find you and connect with you? You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, my handle is Mrs. Wendy Coop. So M R S W E N D Y C O O P. I love it. And what is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? It can be about budgeting money, anything in life. <laughs> I always, whenever someone asks me that question, I always tell this one, don't wear ankle socks with boots. Oh, (laughs) that, (laughs) that's what my mom told me. And it is, she has not lied. I love that. I love that. That's so good. So no ankle socks with boots. No, don't do it. You will hate your life. Don't do it. Well, it has been such a pleasure catching up with you. I'm sure we're going to have you back because we were trying to brainstorm what we were going to talk about today and we had lots of topics. So I I have a feeling you'll be back, but go grab Wendy's book. You will not be disappointed. I think that hook of how to budget, even if your significant other doesn't, is like, we need to know those deeds. So go grab the book, say hi to Wendy, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, Wendy. Thank you.